Fucking Jimi Hendrix. Hello and welcome to the Video Gamer UK podcast. Uh, as this is the end of the year, in fact, this is our last week in the office. We've got a couple of weeks off. We're going to split this week's podcast into two, and the second half will come out next week. Aye. Which is, what's the date? Next Wednesday. Next Wednesday is the 24th. Yeah, Christmas Eve. Christmas Eve. It's Christmas yeah. Eve. Oh my goodness. And we've got a bumper package of Christmas content. Yes. <laughs> oh, just keep saying Christmas oh, content. Our festive media it. strategy is... Uh, uh, going to be stonking, well, mm. including this this very podcast or, or, or stoting, if you will. I know this is audio, but you're the only one who's actually dressed in the festive spirit. Oh yeah, you have got mm. a lovely Christmas jumper yeah. on. Yeah, very much. Gee, I, I, so I think I've I like done that it. Christmas jumper because it, it's it's bit, torn down a yeah, bit. The other yeah, ones, I th- it's I, a bit it's a bit sensible. It's you know? like it's from good. behind, you wouldn't you know it's Christmas Eve, but until he turns around, you see the reindeer on the front, you think ah, yeah. he's actually gone all I was out. Just imagining the uh, the catalogue page now with Bratton it like that. Yeah. <laughs> the thing is, the, the, the other ones that I, I've, I've picked up, because they light up, uh-huh. I don't know, I've, I've kind of done a... I was absolutely fine with them. I, I really liked them when, mm. I, when I... I bought two of them, that's how much I liked them. Jesus. They were £9 in Primark. So yeah. Absolutely <laughs> cracking. Two fifteen. or something. And, and like, you could walk into a room, say something whimsical, and then turn the lights on, <laughs> and it was hilarious. You yeah. Should, oh, People loved it. It was hilarious for you and the, the first time. This is what happened, right? <laughs> I saw someone else wearing the very jumper that I'd purchased, oh. the, you know, the, the Christmas tree one. Yeah. Walk into a pub, see his two mates that he hadn't seen in a little while, and yeah. then immediately did what I probably would have done in that situation. Right. Yeah. And I fucking despised him. <laughs> and yeah. now I'm never going to wear that jumper again or the other one that lights up. This you one know. is okay. It's you, just, it's just a reindeer. You know when you wore the light-up jumper, did you do that thing where you went home hungover, fell asleep in the jumper, but just as you were drifting off, you hit the button and you just got blinded by the lights. No, I, they're not. It's not actually that comfortable to sleep in. There is actual lights in it. And ah, like, yeah, I but you're know. drunk, so you sleep. You sleep on the side stop, mate, of stop the floor. Creating this image of me being some drunken you are Christmas you're, jumper wearing. Well, the story you told me about how your morning started kind of supports it, though. Well, how did your morning like, start? He was it's like, not... I had some Ben and Jerry's last night, <laughs> and right, I put it to the side and thought, I'll have that later. <laughs> but then I fell asleep, and I've knocked the tub over in the night. <laughs> God damn it. That is exactly <laughs> what I child. said, but without that voice. <laughs> You're a child. <laughs> anyway, I feel like I've I woke up, my room was covered in melted fish food. <laughs> oh dear, oh dear. <laughs> making out that you're one of the fucking Tetley guys. <laughs> Anyway, anyway, let me let me quickly introduce you guys. Brad so doesn't can, talk so like we that. Can get on. <laughs> I wish he did though. Okay, so I am joined by a very festive Brett Bips. Hello, this morning we're, we're going to switch out um, for the second podcast. Get some more people, get everyone involled for this mm-hmm. end of year thing. You have to put over me for a little bit. And all he wants for Christmas is probably another fucking Ubisoft game. <laughs> it's Jim Trinker. Uh, no, <laughs> not accepting because you've got all because the, the only Ubisoft games. the only Ubisoft game left is the Crew. And, that's, and I don't that want you that. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Factually inaccurate. But yeah. Okay, fair enough. Well, um, yeah, usually with the, the video email podcast, we kind of, we tend to start off by talking about the games that we've been playing this week and yep. then, you know, it goes off topic and we end up doing some questions. The problem is there aren't any new games to really talk about right mm. now. Everyone's kind of stopped making them and releasing them and mm. talking about them. Which makes our job very difficult. Having said that, Elite came out yesterday. Oh yeah, but mm. you have been playing and talking about that for like, yeah, you mm. know, the last yeah. five months. Yeah, welcome to the 21st century where a, a game comes out and it's already made $3 and, billion. Dollars. Yeah, and everyone's like, oh, right, yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. The, the, I didn't feel like there was much fanfare for Elite's actual well, I, release. I just, uh, remember the, um, the absurdity of when Minecraft was actually released Yeah, and all the reviews went up. And the internet sort of simultaneously went, what? Has, I've been playing that for two fucking years. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and, yeah, and oh God, the final release, well, it didn't, it didn't even stop then, obviously they've continued since uh, yeah. the updates, yeah. but like, the, the actual release of Minecraft was when there was an end game to it, right? When the dragon yeah. was put in. Yeah. What? Oh! I don't get it. How is that? What mine, how is that a Minecraft final release? Can you imagine that with you like have to hunt a dragon? Mario, they just put Bowser in, and then that's it. That's when they actually release. But you've been playing all the levels. Yeah, but I think like, it's just like with Minecraft, people people have been playing that to you know build shitty houses and then castles yeah, and then yeah. you know eventually doing something. Someone came into creative. the office one day and he's like, "Show sure, guys, I've been playing the Skyrim." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> was that your notch? 
because I mean it's no, incredibly well, offensive. Of course, it's not my not. It's just like, random Mojang employee. But you saying that now, I want it to be the Whoa. Randy Savage dragon that was put in Minecraft instead mm. with the Skyrim mod. Just put a Randy Savage. Yeah, well, you, you, the thing is, you could already probably do that anyway. Yeah, pro- yeah Minecraft actually. is moddable as hell. That's yeah, true. It is weird. And with Elite, I, there was you know, people have been very excited about that game. Uh-huh. Um, but yeah, the actual release of it was just a little bit odd. It, it, it's quite funny now because people are I'm noticing that there's a bit of a shift because like while it's been in early access. Um, there was a general attitude of this. This game is fucking amazing, and mm-hmm. there were people who remembered it from the past, and you know, played previous versions of it, like me when I was a kid, and whatever. And there was a general sort of really positive feeling that this is a this is a fantastic simulation of life as a white man man in space. Yep, and that's based. That's what it is, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, now that it's kind of hit general release, and people are buying it as a video game. After hearing like the general yeah, hype about it, there's a sort of there's a bit of a disappointment creeping in. I've noticed because people, I've noticed somebody saying this morning, which is perfectly valid. Somebody saying this morning, well, you know, there's not much content and stuff like that. But it's like it depends how you look at it mm. because if you define content as you know the game telling you to go somewhere and do something, which leads to something else, then yeah, there's there, there is no content in the mm. game, but there is there is you know the simulation of an entire galaxy wide yeah. spacefaring civilization that's the content in the game and it's it's just and i understand where people's sort of uh you know where people's gripes are coming from but at the same time it just seems a little bit do you not see it's like it's it's really missing the forest for the trees because mm. it's like that it's the milky way like that's what it is yeah. it's full of it's full of planets and shit <laughs> Um. Uh. Yeah. So it, it's uh, it's going to be a bit of an interesting one. I'm because the reviews obviously won't come out, and for another couple of weeks probably, I, ours certainly won't. I guess the thing is though, like, so if you don't really know that much about it, but you've if you, if you if you're not a a fan or a follower of Elite and mm. you didn't play the original, like your experience of what this game is before you've purchased it will probably be screenshots and trailers. Mm. Um. You know, hopefully some people looked at preview content and weather, but the people who have just seen screenshots will see these really impressive looking ships with like, you know, like twin suns in the background yeah. and it looks amazing. And then the trailers, you'll see them like warping in and like, you know, this yeah. really epic music. Mm. And it, it does almost give you the impression that it's a game about spaceships fighting each other, which can yeah. happen in a league. Which certainly can happen, yeah. But it's also... You know, it's hard to market a game that's that's like a space trucking simulation exactly. where you go around buying fish, which is totally a valid thing to do, yeah. and selling it somewhere else. Like, how do you make a trailer out of that? Yeah, exactly. See, it's more difficult. Isn't so, it? you know, to market, you have to focus on the combat, and then you then you're kind of misrepresenting yeah, the game because so. while it is a really competent dogfighter, mm. it's that's not the the game. Yeah. It's, that's a very sort of small part of a much wider game. So. It's it's weird. I mean, at Frontier um, the, in their marketing of it, like the the launch trailer, when you see it was like that rock soundtrack, and then you know opens up on that shot of people mining an asteroid, and then shit hits the fan, and lots of ships start shooting at each other. They're weaving in and out of the the sort of struts on a massive space station, and there's all these capital ships, and it's like this is incredible. But that's nothing like <laughs> right. that. But you know, there was that honest trailer that somebody did where they were cutting between Frontier's trailer and then cutting to footage of them sort of very slowly coming in to land on a space station yep. and just, you know whistling and stuff, um, which uh, <laughs> sort of shows off that you know the, the, there's this gulf really between people's image of the game and what the game actually is. And I think No Man's Sky actually is going to have a similar problem. We were just talking about that before yeah. we started recording, like that. Um, every time I read an FAQ on No Man's Sky, the questions are all things like, what are the missions like? You know, do you meet NPCs? And, and it's all like, well, no, it's not about that. It's about, it's purely about exploration. Yeah. Think, seeing and, what's out there. And you, if you look at what people like, you know, there's so much excitement around this game. Because, it, it, you know, it's brand new. It's doing something uh, different. It looks gorgeous. But, I, yeah, you, you look at the expectations that people have. They all seem wildly different. Yeah. Mm. Um, I don't... I don't know that it's going to be anything other than just, yeah, just exploration, really. And there is exactly. a potential for combat in that as well, and they, they showed off a oh. little bit of that. I mean, it looks like the, the, there will be like a fair bit of combat. In the trailer, yeah, but I, yeah. I feel like the, the real draw of that game will be finding 
uh, like a new planet that no one else has discovered yet, or yeah. or just you know finding. I think I think there might be, might be a generation gap as well because I might I think there there is a sort of you know when when they talk about like your No Man's Sky or or in Elite when you go to a system you like you can you can discover um, you can be the first person to discover um, a star system and map the objects within it and stuff like that and that that's amazing to me it's like wow that's cool or in No Man's Sky you can you can land on a planet that literally no other player has got to mm-hmm. you you're the first person in that bit of the galaxy and you land on the planet and there's a species of dinosaur roaming around it that again nobody's ever seen that's incredible but like you can just see a certain type of player just arriving yeah. there immediately like Swooping down into orbit, seeing like mm. going to the surface of the planet, seeing some dinosaurs, trying to shoot them. Yeah, yeah. And then going, oh, this is boring. There's nothing on this planet. Let's go. Yeah, you can, Where's you, the AK? Why which can't is, I shoot? Which it? is terrifying. That's isn't the it? thing. Like, like you know, how do I earn XP? Well, like, you know, are, where are the NPCs yeah. to give me missions? I need things. Mm. Yeah, there is a bit. Of, there, there's a bit of a gulf in understanding between I think what you know the kind of game that these guys want to make and the kind of game that people. Who see it want it to be? Yeah. I mean, it will um, be really interesting because it's it's bound to do very very well now. Like the amount of interest that game has managed to garner is is mm-hmm. incredible for a small studio with like little experience in in that particular type of game. Yeah. And these are the Joe Danger guys. Like obviously the team's expanded yeah. since then. But um, yeah, so I, I'm 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 thrilled that it is getting the interest. I wonder if there is going to be some backlash there when people find a game that they weren't expecting. I think there always will be. Mm. I think, um, but at least it's not like it's not like the Destiny backlash where I think people were expecting like the Halo MMO and mm. what they got was something which was Halo shooting but with no other substance to it whatsoever. Yeah, like, yeah that's a weird... Elite and No Man's Sky. Um, and you know, Star Citizen or whatever, how, whenever that comes along, they all have substance. It's just it might not be the substance that people want. I, th- I think I think Destiny might. I, I think you might be a bit harsh on Destiny. Then I, Destiny doesn't have the, the the stuff that I want from from a game like that. But I think the, it has managed to maintain a pretty, you know. Um, enthusiastic community around like the raiding. Yeah, raiders, yeah, it has. Yeah, um, um, but, I mean, I, I I've certainly got less and less impressed with it over the, yeah, the yeah, time we spent too. with it. It started off thinking this is fucking incredible and after the 20th hour I was like, I think I'm done. Yeah. yeah. So, but anyway. Yeah, we, so basically <clears throat> what, what this podcast is going to end up being I think is rather than just focusing on the games that we've been playing this week, we're going to have a yeah, look back yeah. at the year as a whole mm. and talk about some of our favourite bits or the most interesting bits. I don't know. You might have some bad memories. Stuff that we liked from the year. It's a weird one because so... It's kind of hard not to think about this year in with some pre- pretty negative tones. Like the yeah. Yeah, for, yeah. for the gaming industry as a whole, there's been some pretty shitty stuff going on, yeah. and it's hard to look past that. But it's weird because, but like you know, on a, on a sort of on a grand scale, mm. it's been a bit of a bit of an iffy year. Lots of dodgy stuff has happened, and obviously there's that that thing that everyone's been focused on mm-hmm. for the last few months. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, but on a personal level, this has pretty much been the best year of my life. So mm. yeah, it's, a, it's strange. Yeah, it's so a... <laughs> swings and roundabouts. Yeah, Amy <laughs> industry might be imploding, but <coughs> Jim's had a nice year. <laughs> I'm so that's, that's fine. So yeah, let's let's kick it off, uh, Brett. What 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 are some mm. of your uh, kind of like highlights from 2014? What what stood out to you as uh, dare you to start off Jim? with like well, Gamergate? Yeah, <laughs> sorry, had to say it. It's uh, approximately seven thirty a.m. on January the twenty fourth. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Very nicely cooked bacon sandwich. I can't remember <laughs> anything from January. It's I love really struggling. I love that every time the impression comes up, Jim perfectly does a spoof of you. But for me, he's quite oh, spot on. Perfectly, oh, right, it's okay. quite spot on. Then it's a Del Boy impression. It works really well. <laughs> yeah. But yeah first thing that I thought of when we started looking back was that Nidhogg tournament that we did right at the start Nidhogg, of the year. Yeah, fuck, so good. I'm, I'm, I've maybe like, um, I've got a terrible memory anyway. Mm. Like I can, I can think you're about things happening in December. But like, your loss. Is that but, what you're trying to black out? Yeah, that tournament went badly. But mm. this year, just in terms of, it had a real nice revival, if that's the right word, um, of local multiplayer games. Yeah. Or at least they became more... But they got more attention for the mainstream, I feel. Mm. So games like Nidhogg, games like Gang Beasts. I was just thinking Gang Beasts Towerful as well. Ascension. Yeah. Um, Speedrunners. Remember that really Gang Beasts cool. versus we did? Yeah, that was fucking, so good. I love that. So that, so filming good. that was yeah, so it was fun. Yeah, such good fun. 
So that, that's going to be a strange one as well. We were talking earlier about how um, you know, games are releasing in the access and then they have this final release and it's mm. almost a bit underwhelming. Gang Beasts has gone into early access and by all accounts it's doing very well and it's been picked up by um, Double Fine yeah. and, and all that stuff. But the real buzz around Gang Beasts happened before the game actually went on sale. It yeah. was before it was even in early yeah, access. Yeah, it was a free version, wasn't it? Was it? Just a, yeah, they were just like, look at this thing that we're working on. Yeah. And I think... You know, it's worked out well for them because now people know who those guys are mm. and, um, you know, a lot of people are talking about the game. But it was weird to have, mm. like, so much buzz with just kind of a proof of concept. Mode, it, was, it was great, though. I mean, yeah. what a proof of concept. Yeah. It was, like, yeah. it was brilliant. Yeah. And I think, like, you know, those um, the sort of... Sorry about this. Aaron. It's uh, Jim cool. doing a line of coke there. Uh, yeah. Anyway. Just topping up. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, the, uh, the big sort of giant jelly baby characters that you yeah. And they, I think, they, and they were just meant to be placeholders. Yeah, like, yeah. The, the, the actual game will have proper characters. Quite a load of and, morphs, and it, it's got to the point where people love those giant yeah. jelly baby they, things mm. so much that that's you know. I think there's going to be some customization of them, but I don't. Yeah. So if you actually remember the uh, the Gang Beast main menu mm. had all these like different yeah, yeah. crazy yeah. animation. Background. Yeah, and those I think originally that is what they envisioned Gang Beast looking like those right. characters, but the jelly babies were. It was so ludicrous to watch them like grapple with each other. Yeah. And, like, the physics. Like we were just hanging on for dear life, with, yeah. like on the yeah. side or through a plank and stuff there, like there that. There was something so adorable about mm. them, so endearing about them. It was like, I mean, I think it might have been you, Brett, who made the point at the time that it was just, it was like watching sort of like like small children, like brothers and sisters yeah. fighting, yeah. like when the wrestling's on or something. Yeah. That, and yeah, that is exactly and what And you it emulate is. that as well when you're playing it. Like, mm. I, yeah. I mean, yeah. I'm a bit childish when I, when I play multiplayer games anyway, yeah. but like, I, you become a, a, like a kid scrapping with your brother and yeah, like totally, shouting totally. Like yeah. shitty insults at each other. When you've got the button to make you, you know, after you punch someone, you can press the buttons to make you put your hands <laughs> on. <laughs> yeah. It doesn't really work yeah. in the podcast. But, yeah. um, but looking back on my highlights of the year, I realised that what, like, working in an office, you do realise that those multiplayer games where you used to think, I look forward to playing that with my friends come around. You th- with us, when you think, oh, I looks good, let's jump in and let's all yeah. have a go of it. Like, yeah. There was the Nidhogg game and there was like, Mario Kart 8, when that came up, we all thought, well, let's all jump yeah, on that. It's what it is, yeah, it is. It's like, it It's been... Yeah. I, I found that I've played those games more in the office than, mm. than outside of it. Yeah. Um, just with Gang Beasts for a moment, like the... So the first time I saw it was at um, the EGX show in Birmingham. Right. Oh, right. Yeah, right. And there was, they had one tiny like, unit there. They had a PC like, in one of the corners of mm. the expo um, with like four pads or whatever. And there was just this huge fucking crowd around it. Mm. Like if you can, if you can get a setup, it's such a yeah. crowd pleasing thing. All and, of those games, if you can get yeah. like a set of those games and go through different tournaments, because they, like even like Game Beast works because it's four player, but even Nidhogg, where it's two players only, but the tournaments work so well because the games are so quick. Yeah, yeah. Like yeah. they they all work really well when you've got a bunch of friends. Like say, have the game on in the corner, people can just go back and forth to it. They all work so well for that sort of setup, and they're they're really good fun. And you realise. You forget how loud you're being. Yeah. It's one of those games where, yeah, like, yeah. when you when you when you're a kid and your friends come round and then you're playing it, you're playing it, and suddenly your mum or your dad will just knock on the door and go, "Shut up! What are you doing?" And you, like, oh, yeah, I'm actually just screaming while playing this yeah. game. David, actually, that happens to me yeah. now. You like, totally lose yourself, don't you? You just yeah. just completely lost in the joy of it. It's yeah, cool. yeah. Do you think it's it's fair to say that has been like? A revival this year of, mm. of that particular kind of game because absolutely yeah I've certainly played more of them over I, the course of the year like like the other day yesterday even we was playing that uh, Chaos Reborn Britain. oh god yeah yeah and I screamed at the top of my lungs when <laughs> Brett has beat me even though I had, he had nothing on the board and he beat me and the guys heard me at the other side of the office a little bit of this a little bit I'm just uh, tapping my my head yeah. <laughs> I, I I it wasn't I'd even think about the noise that I let out, I just screamed no as if I denied the fact that what just happened happened. Yeah, yeah. And I was so angry about it. I think with the, the local multiplayer stuff, like, are we, so YouTube gets a bit of stick for the, the games that it promotes. And I think we'll get into that in a sec. Mm. You know, the games like Goat Simulator and the Octodads, these, these games that are funny to watch and you know, not mm. necessarily as fun to, when you play them. Mm. I think YouTube has done a brilliant job of promoting local multiplayer games yeah. and having people actually go out and buy them and try and get mm. their friends to do the same thing. Because mm. it's... that I imagine they're very difficult games to sell to start off with unless you get that kind of hype around it. Yeah. yeah. Selling a game where you you can't you can't play... Like, you, there's a Nidhogg single player and it's... Like, it just nothing doesn't to work. It. It's not, like, yeah. The AI is really basic. It's not very fun to play. Like if that's how you had to promote promote that game, mm. or if that's how you had to sell it, it's yeah, it's so difficult. 
Yeah, um, there's been some great examples of the of uh, um, local multiplayer, like uh, Towerfall. That yep. was brilliant. That was yeah. Um, uh, even like you know more commercial stuff like Toy Box Turbos. Oh god, yeah. Like, that, when that came in, I mean, no disrespect to Codemasters, but I'm pretty sure most of us probably thought. All right, fair mm. enough. You know, there, there wasn't much excitement about it. And then we played it, and yeah. it was like, shit, this is really fun. Yeah. Like, look that, at Burns. That, that, like, on the video, look at Burns. Yeah. He started miserable. He yeah. tried being miserable yeah. all through. And at the end of it, he thought, actually, that was really good. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I, I like I You can see the facade drop with Burns if you look at yeah. it carefully during that video. YouTube can show that off really well. Like, I think yeah. I think that's one of the, its biggest strengths, showing mm. like how mm. fun multiplayer can can be yeah. is is one of the things that I feel alright about. Like mm. I feel that that's that's a good use of YouTube. Yeah, because I wrote I wrote an article like in the summer about how YouTube games are sort of becoming a genre of their own. Like, mm-hmm. like we said, there are certain games that are more fun to watch than they are to play on your own. Like right, well, let's Simulator. go through some of the ones this this, this year. Like Social Simulator being one of them. Uh, well, they ended up doing Iron Bread, Bosser Studios, Iron Bread, just yeah. just being released in early access. You said Goat Simulator was a big one. Octodad, Octodad. Um, well, what else was there? And the Octodad went on to the PS4 as well. Those three are mainly single player as well. You can play a Social Simulator like two player where one person does. Yeah, same with Octodad. But I feel like yeah, yeah. It's, they're, they're predominantly single player games yeah. they're games that you get frustrated whilst playing yeah. less so with Goat Simulator Goat Simulator is more internet humour I guess yeah. Christmas Shopper Simulator <laughs> yeah yep, <laughs> that, that one's was... just n- not fun to I don't think YouTube did a very good job of... fun to play or <laughs> watch <laughs> or uh, know that it exists and, and also on top of that a lot of the just games that have simulation in the title or simulator in the title yeah. so mm. you know there's been a lot of yeah, those ones train that are driver. very funny to watch some of them the, the kind of broken messes yeah. of games and it's actually had a, a bit of a detrimental effect on actual genuine like legit simulators yeah. as well because mm. I, I remember I, I did a, a video a while back a bit about uh, about the simulator scourge I called it in yeah. a sort of moment of melodrama <laughs> Um, and the video was kind of half serious and half like almost like you know a parody of the mm. YouTube Angry Man or whatever. But um, one of the games, and I only mentioned it because I started off the video by doing a search on Steam for the word simulator. Yeah. In, I think it was in the uh, in the green light and looking at all the shite that comes up, mm. and it's a lot of shite. And I just read off in the video like the first couple of um, entries. I only said tabletop simulator. I didn't feature it in the video. I didn't. I mm. only said the name of it, and all of a sudden, there's this Reddit thread, like fuck, like proper having a go at me for for daring to dis, to besmirch the name. What of is that? Is it tabletop a, simulator, which oh, is right. actually like a, a proper legit simulator of tabletop games, sure. like in, uh-huh. in a physics based way, so you can actually play um, like you know good tabletop games uh, in a way that. Um, doesn't simulate them at the sort of numbers level. It actually simulates them on a physical level, so right. you can actually well, get a sense that's of the playing problem, them though, isn't it? Like it's because um, they're even <clears throat> even the how the logos are often created or the marketing behind them. Yeah, they all yeah. look so similar. So, so the, the spoof stuff is so like you know, so ubiquitous. Mm. Yeah, the real stuff gets sort of caught up in it. But I know yeah. that a lot of people have uh, really um, been surprised by like the Euro Truck simulators. Um, have yeah. been actually like blown away by them. It's not. So I don't get how. I still struggle to understand how you could uh, like fall into that. But people have. People have really like um, really enjoyed some of these simulator games. Some of them really, you know, have have done their topics justice. Yeah. But there's also a lot of a lot of them are just half-hearted or worse have just been created so that certain like you know the big YouTubers will play them. Yeah, and that's get angry why they about make them. them. Yeah, and it's. Yeah, it's it's a really weird culture. It's kind of a, a weird side effect of of mm. how big certain it's, it's like, become a sort of YouTube entertainers extension become. to the kind of the, the trope of the the angry gamer on YouTube. Isn't yeah, it? the angry video game nerd, the irate game, the irate gamer. Ah, fuck that don't, guy! Don't put the angry video game and uh, angry video game nerd in that topic. Like he's he actually does do some like you know. It, to, be, actually, to be to be fair to him, he's actually quite a pieces. smart critic. Is well. actually a person who's talking about the stereotype? Is there someone no, called the angry the, video the, game yeah, nerd? Yeah, he's, uh, he, he the, looks uh, back at like, angry video game nerd. Is, oh, he's actually a person. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. right. So he was kind of one of the originals, wasn't he? Yeah. Really. Um, I mean, many sort of mimics have popped up over the years. Oh, okay. He's like a guy called James Rolfe, and he's actually, to be fair he's to him, he's actually a pretty... part historian, part entertainer. Like, yeah, right. yeah. There is... and, and like, he, 
I mean, I, I'm not like the hugest fan of his stuff, but yeah, I mean, he, he is actually like quite quite a skilled critic and everything. To be fair, and he knows his shit. Um, but, you know, most his videos usually end with him getting angry with a, with a Nintendo game or whatever. And yeah. like, I remember one where he puts it into a plastic bag and then shits into the plastic bag. And oh says, my I thought that would be right up your street. Uh, you know, I love that, but. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but you know, it's sort I, I, of the, I this whole. So, but yeah. he, but he started off doing that kind of crass thing, um, which because he was like pretty much the only one doing, the only prominent one doing it. It was, it was quite. Oh, this I feel is, like some people have just taken new. the angry part of it. Some right? people have taken that, and they haven't got the nuance, they, and they didn't take the. There rest. was, a, there was a, a Canadian guy who popped up not long after, called himself the irate gamer. Which is just a shit name, um, <laughs> mm. and basically did exactly the same shit. Even even borrowed some of the catchphrases and things, and then it kind of snowballed from there. And mm. now, now there's you know, on YouTube, there's about fifty million fucking yeah angry people, angry video game boys or whatever. I get like you know I I, I understand that like you know some of our video stuff we get we get you know a little bit of <clears throat> flack for maybe being overly cynical sometimes, and yeah. and sometimes maybe that is true. I I don't like. I don't like the focus on on the word angry. I don't like mm. intentionally going yeah. into video games to be angry. Like we, we themed anger so is just you, limp, isn't it? This, yeah. is, this is something we discovered. Going back to what we were talking about before, if you search for "I am bread" on um, on YouTube, it's, it's the new Boss of Studios game. It's you control a piece of bread. It's, it's supposed to be quite frustrating to play because of the controls. Like half of the search results have the word rage in them, like oh. because and the, the, because there's a lot of people who want to watch that. Like people want to watch. People yeah. getting angry, even if it's not authentic, because that's that's fun. And every thumbnail has like a background of flame. With yeah, people, the guys in the video face. pulling the angry face, as ours does, but knowingly. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So um, that, that, yeah. that's been a weird thing to to kind of keep. But YouTube's like is is, YouTube, is going in so many It's weird amazing directions. how much YouTube has changed the landscape. Like, so influential. Even <laughs> seen it with my my kids. Like my kids are now uh, they're obsessed with Minecraft. Mm. They're, they're, they're my bigger kids, not the baby, but my bigger kids, four and eight. Um, you haven't given them names. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, your kids call four e- and eight. Evie and Mia. Um, <laughs> and I come, the last couple of weeks I've been coming home every night and mm. they've, they've been playing Minecraft um, and building stuff. Like they, they, they're working on this hotel at the moment made of glowstone and it's fucking incredible. Oh, they're awesome. playing in the same it's, world as well. Yeah, yeah. Oh, they, really they've cool. got a joint world and they, they, they've like... One of them's built a hospital. One of them's built a hotel. Jesus they built a science lab. They're watching videos by this guy called Mister Stampy Cat, Stampy Long Cat on YouTube. I don't, I don't know it. And he's like, he, he he's a, he's a Minecraft Let's Player, mm. uh, like gangbusters. Like he, he, his videos get like easily like six million views. Mm. Um, and uh, I first became aware of him when he was on. He was on a CBB show presented by Dick and Dom, where they met him, and it was like it was like having it was like if you cast your mind back twenty years and they have like David Bowie on fucking Blue Peter or something. Shit. It was that huge. It was like we've got fucking Stampy Cat here. It's like these guys who 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 literally are they are television presenters, and they're like it's like getting KSI on the X Factor. We've got a fucking YouTube man here. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> and it's like. It, that that really demonstrated yeah. the shift to me. Um, so my kids, uh, like, they watch Stampy Cat videos, they get ideas from it, and they learn how to do things. Jesus. I can't get mad about that. Yeah. Sounds like ace. That's it's like, incredible. But, like, I'm, 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 I'm actually really chuffed about yeah. it. That they've got into it. But awesome. you saying how good, like, your kids are at Minecraft, it always blows me away. Whenever I see my family and, that, and I see my younger cousins, like, they're no older than two or three, and I watch them play Temple Run. Mm. It's ridiculous. They go into a different world. They zone out. <laughs> you try and engage with them while they're on the phone playing Temple Run. Yeah. You, you're getting nothing from them. And you watch them and they just like swipe, swipe. The reaction times are ridiculous. God, this is turned into the old man podcast, isn't no, it? These, it is, yeah. These kids and their video games. No, but things. we're not like, but, yeah. like. I think we're all pretty positive. Yeah, yeah, no yeah, one believes me when I tell them I was really good at Mario when I was a kid, like at their age. But then I watch them play Temple Run and I think no, I, no one could have been you know, that good when they were kids. You know, you look back, you think, I used to play Mario when I was their age. Yeah, you think, yeah. you think, oh, you'd never be able to play Mario now, but I couldn't do Temple Run at yeah. their age. Yeah, mate, I was fucking well good God. at Nightfire. You should have seen me. <laughs> Nightfire. <Yeah. laughs> 
there, there's, there seems to be a big movement of like Nightfire is the best James Bond game. Um, I think is it's people that are around <laughs> the age of Brett and I, but I think it's like the, Brett's, gold, Brett's the golden age generation of Brett, Brett's yeah, like a generation off. before. Me. Yeah, I do. I, don't I know do how play, it happened? It's because my uncle played all the old games, right. and I I got them from. I was like an inheritance thing. I got them from him. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, it was so, one of those. But yeah, I I. I Fell into Nightfire instead, and think it's really good, and <laughs> don't like the people get angry. I about really it. like Nightfire as well. Yeah, excellent. Yeah, <laughs> problem is we can never go back because then the nostalgia is gone. Well, and I would probably get a lot of shit for this, but Nightfire was probably my favorite game I had in the GameCube. Yeah, so, mm. I think it's fair enough. I, the, the multiplayer in particular, <laughs> like I don't, I think the single, the the, the campaign is, is all right, but the, I'm talking the multiplayer that. Um, mm. The the snow base level with the the cable car between the two kind of yeah uh, buildings brilliant one of the best mm. multiplayer maps I remember um, but yeah okay let's we've we've gone slightly off topic from from looking back at 2014 we've yeah yeah in, we've gone way back in like 2000 okay it's fine yep, um, yep. right Jim something that you liked from this year what's what's Might been good have for you to say mine are a lot more boring than Brett's yeah um, well you're, you're much more boring than Brett's so <laughs> I mean this is going to work out well. Um, Right, okay, I've written a few down. The first thing, though, that came to mind when you asked me um, yep. was, uh, right, going to, the, going to the review thing for Shadow of Mordor, mm-hmm. knowing roughly that the, it's, it's sort of Assassin's Creed in the uh, Lord of the Rings universe. Sure, we'd seen the trailer for it, had the very similar animations. Yeah, and, and it, yeah. Was, it was very sort of like it felt like it was going to be a bit of a mediocre action game and you know it looked like oh this is pro- you know a six pro- probably probably a seven so it was a licensed game and, then, yeah. you know <laughs> yeah license exactly licensed game and you're like all right fair enough and then um went 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 and sat down first two hours with the game and uh obviously beforehand the the, the people you know the, the developers whatever demo the kind of systems of the game mm-hmm. particularly the nemesis system um and it was, the, it was just like one of my favorite moments of 2014 is realizing that the Nemesis system is a fucking big deal. Mm. Like, and it took that game, which was, as I say, probably like a solid seven. It took that game and it really elevated it. Took what was a pretty standard, I wouldn't say mediocre because I think that's a bit unfair, but a mm. pretty sort of, you know, going through the motions action game. And elevated it to a point where it's like, this is doing something really new. Yeah. Something that's destined to be copied. Like, I bet mm. by 2016, there'll be about 20 Nemesis systems yeah. showing up in uh, um, various different types of games. I'd love a Batman game to do it. And it's Warner Bros. I'd love yeah. to see a Batman yeah, game. Totally work. It yeah, totally work. Really yeah, well. Like, Shadow Mordor is arguably one of the biggest surprises of the year. Just yeah, absolutely. I, I, I think... I think I know one person that kind of saw it coming um, mm. that, that is like now really fucking smug about it. He's like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And you, I, I, I was mm. telling everyone that Shadow was going to be good. Mm. No one was listening. But yeah, most people went into that. Just I, I was very much the same. Yeah. Oh, yeah. right. Yeah, doing, totally on the fence. Just like, like, yeah, it's just going to pass I, I by. Just, I just saw it like, I could see the, the meeting room where they were like, right, so it's uh, Assassin's Creed, right? And then... Lord of the Rings and then, and then doing this with the hands yeah bringing <laughs> locking fingers podcast, but yeah. I'm locking my fingers yeah. And, yeah but it's not it's the nemesis system is honestly a huge step forwards yeah. and that's real. really and good it's a game that borrows um, apart from the sort of that system yeah. it's a game that pretty much borrows everything it has mm. like even like obviously the setting um, you, you know the, the the combat is very Assassin's Creed very Batman it's sort mm. of like a mix of the yeah. two the stealth stuff is pretty much Assassin's Creed yeah and the um, actual close combat once yeah. you've been uh, discovered is pretty much Batman Arkham yeah. isn't it yeah yeah, yeah. I mean it's it's it just I mean it, but it takes all those really good elements blends mm. them all together really well and then it makes you care about mm. those you know those, those generals and the nemesis yeah. system they're all unique to your mm. game largely you, you you know you know you, you defeat them and then when you or they defeat you and then when you encounter them again they've mm. got something to say about it i mean that that's a huge moment the first time you know some somebody who you've had a battle with previously yeah. comes into the battlefield and it's like um says something ridiculous like uh you know uh you beat me up once <laughs> or whatever so I'm going to beat you up they're a bit wittier than that but um, it's, not much uh, I don't like bees yeah <laughs> <laughs> that kind of thing yeah so um, even little details of it as well like if you kill someone if, by shooting them through the head with an arrow sometimes 
the uh, I mean, apparently orcs have a really good health system. Yeah. Sometimes they come so back. Some of them immune to headshots, aren't they? Yeah. It's, it's, it's weird. Like, you shoot them in the head, you've defeated them, they're on the ground, and there's always a bit of, you know, they might be dead, they might not, they might come back. And when they do come back, they have like... Um, you know, I remember the first time I'd done it, the guy came back after I'd shot him through the eye with an arrow and like one side of his head was... Uh, was all like a big metal plate encasing oh. the arrow, which was obviously still in his head and yeah. stuff. Fuck. And he was really right. upset about that. I can imagine. Do you think? Like, you know, and he was like, and he said something about, "I'm going to take an arrow. I'm going to shove it up your ass." <laughs> <laughs> I can see, I can just you know? see, like in in Jim's mind, as that happened, the, the moment the word "ass" ended that sentence, he's just like, "Give me the." That's it. Yeah. Ding. Do you know what I love about Absolutely. it? Though? That would have been my game of the year if it w- wasn't for your Inquisition. Yeah. You genuinely get the fear when that happens because the music that gets pl- the, like mm. the orchestra that plays when they're walk- especially the generals when they walk and it, and it's it's the it's the singer it's like the the choir when they sing the the, the general's name as they're walking in. Yeah, yeah. It's so fucking brilliant. And this is the only game this year like this like Far Cry does it really well where you genuinely care about the enemy. Like, yeah. The main bad guy, you think right? I'm going to get him. I'm going to. You know, you shove an arrow up his up. But Shadow of Mordor is the only game where you care about the intricacies of the enemies that you're fighting, how oh, yeah. they, how oh, they yeah. relate to each other. Like, no other game, every game you think, one bad guy, as long as I keep going right or I keep going forward, I'm going towards him or her. Whereas um, Shadow of Mordor, you think, right, well, hang on a minute, that guy's at the top of the ladder, whereas if I get him to fight him, that way I'll move those two across. If I uh, mind control that one, that way he'll go after him. You're, you're never really, you, you think, hey, if I go around these lot, that way when I do fight him, he'll be severely underpowered yeah. and therefore I don't have to kill him, I can just control him and then set him off against the next guy. Yeah, it's you're incredible. Thinking, it's like a chessboard. It's so good. It's, you, you're actually, you find yourself, when you, you realise, like I am actually in, in the landscape and I am affecting mm. the political nature yeah. of this land. Yeah. Like, that I, what I'm doing is, is changing literally the balance of power. Mm. It's fucking incredible. Yeah. Also as well, when... Um, you know when you do the intel and you've got all the stats and everything, what their weaknesses are. Mm. There's, there's always one, one bastard who's like yeah. weaknesses, nothing, yeah, strengths, yeah. everything. You know, like, <laughs> yeah. Oh shit! I don't want to. I don't want to encounter him. So you start taking mm. out his bodyguards and stuff, and you're doing your your thing with somebody else, going after some low level targets, and that one you've been avoiding yeah. walks into walks the battlefield, in. yeah. and you actually shit your pants. Yeah. Kind of, you, by, <laughs> yeah. by that stage, I imagine you, you've kind of glorified him. Like he's he's like this. Yeah, he's just become. You, yeah, you, 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 you've yeah. made him the boogeyman in yeah. your head. It happened a couple of times. Yeah. Um, when I when I played through it, and it was like uh, that that moment when they walk on, yeah. and, and they haven't encountered you before, but they've heard about you because you've been taking out all his mates, mm. and you know he's just like, you know, they'll come out and say something like, "Yeah, I've been waiting to tassel with you," yeah. and they genuinely walk in like a firm because they bring three of their mates oh, with Christ, them, yeah. and they walk. It's like it's like something out of Football Factory or Green Street where they walk <laughs> in, in slow motion. They got That's all the first their time mates, I've heard yeah, all their mates Street. behind them, and they're in slow motion <laughs> like a Baywatch bit, like not the sexy though, obviously because yeah, okay. they're, they're orcs. Well, I mean, depends what you're like. It's, it's not the Hoff. Like he's going walking through, and it's really slow motion, and you think, ah. Oh, Where's my exit? You look around and you're surrounded by all the orcs you've yeah. been fighting at the minute, and there's no way out. And, and you know that bit where uh, you nearly die and you've got to try and move the button into mm. the certain press at the right time. And I always got killed by what was the the dog creatures called? They were a nightmare. Caragors. Caragors. Yeah. Oh, they were a nightmare as well. Yeah, and yeah. as soon as one of those walked in, you thought, fuck, this is it now as well. There is definitely no way of getting out because they're so quick. Yeah. As, if you could try and set them off against the, the pack as well. Because that was one of the best bits, is when you could thin the herd without even engaging in the battle as well. Yeah, yeah. Like you open the Caragor cages, they all go in, yeah. and there's just the, the general or the chief left. You think, I was going, I'll take you out, you don't even have to see me, and you leave. It, oh, it's such a good game. Yeah. So just glad that worked Incredible. Out. Like, I, I will happily play through that again. In fact, I think I will pretty soon. Because mm. just talking about it now, I just remember remembering exactly how much I loved yeah. it. Yeah, it's an f- absolutely incredible game. That was a lovely surprise, I think. Yeah, probably, and uh, the, yeah, the voice acting yeah. in it was really good as well. Yeah, like yeah. When, you, when you grab someone but, and the ghost character takes over, mm. it was so over the top, but it was exactly what it needed to be. Right, he's, he's, like, he's like, swear to me. Yeah, yeah. It's so good. <laughs> you see the, like, yeah, the terror on the orc's face. Yeah. Like, take, over, take over their mind as well. Was, yeah. uh, that game was something. That game was incredible. Mm. Awesome. So, uh, second one I've written down, um, going back to Elite. So we probably don't need to talk about it that much. But, um, and I've written about it as well on the site, but just 
playing a new elite game like after 20 years mm. like you know since frontier i never played the third one not many people did it was uh it was very buggy and horrid but um yeah i was obsessed with with frontier elite 2 um as a child and um having all that come back with with elite dangerous was pretty special the first time you you dock at a space station i mean it, elite is all about in, in some respects it's all about these little mundane moments that are actually only sort of incredible when you think about them um but, yeah like as you yeah. enter the station it tells you which docking bay to go towards and it, yeah it just, just just weird stuff like that like sort of real and the scale of it you know yeah. you're like you, you're right you're being told but essentially all you're doing is is finding a parking space yeah. right but <laughs> <laughs> But because you because the context is but no but you're doing it in a spaceship and this is a massive spaceport and it's just like you never got to see the interiors of space stations really before because you know you would get into the little docking square which mm. used to be a chore in itself and then and then the space station was just a menu yeah. right? right and it still kind of is yeah but but, but you now you've got that interior you've got like you've got a bit more sort of sense of a bit more flavor scale of it, yeah, and, yeah. Um, but yeah. I think maybe perhaps docking in uh, in a starport in Elite for Four for the first time, yeah. and having all all those memories come back. Ah, oh, that's awesome! It's just incredible. Can someone nick your space? Like you know, like in a traditional car park. You say you're going towards. You'll the get dock. docking fines. For it, yeah, I was thinking. You'll yeah, you'll get either get docking fines or uh, like the in, the ship's internal guns will all target Shit. you. Yeah, I, oh, I feel <laughs> like, like we... you're just reversing in. I don't know how space is. So I'm really stupid. <laughs> but you're reversing into your space, and then someone just comes in and just turns straight into your dock. You know? All right. You, yeah, yeah, don't mind me. Christmas shopping, last minute. Sorry. There's something um, we found out the other day, which I think is really awesome. Um, so we did, like, I remember when when Jim first got into Elite, he was all excitable. So we thought we better better do some video stuff with it. And um, at one point, we were just leaving a station, and Jim's really bad at flying. Like, honestly, <laughs> he's awful. And he almost hit someone. And I, I remember, I, I think I had a little go at you in the video, like saying how responsible you were being, <laughs> or something like that. Yeah. And we found out like this week. That the person flying towards us that he almost hit had also done a YouTube video. <laughs> where, <laughs> really? Yeah, because there was a com- yeah there was a comment that came up, and I, I'm not I'm not too sure about the authenticity of it. I'm, I don't know, but um, it does it does look like at the moment in our video when we're coming out of the space station, mm. you can go to the corresponding moment in this other video and see us coming out and almost hitting the guy from the other. Side. Oh, really? Um, <laughs> you're so going to go back to your game. and You're going to see your ship's being keyed. Because nearly hitting his, nearly hitting his, he's got a massive key scrape across the side. It's great, Stanley like, life in the tires and shit. Um, like, but, yeah. I, I, I do, you know, we we had a little bit of a, a dig at YouTube earlier, but it's it's great for that kind of stuff. I love that, like how easy it is to is share your moment. experiences with other people and mm. find them. And and obviously the the new consoles have started to add to that as well. Like the yeah. PlayStation mm. Four being able to share stuff, sharing stuff. Like, I never got into that until recently, yeah. but mm. it is really nice. Like you see something, you think, that's nice. I, I don't put it on YouTube because I don't have a like. I put it on Facebook and stuff. Like sure. there was a moment recently where I was playing Far Cry Four, yeah. and I like we were talking about like Grand Theft Auto and that recently. And I never normally do the yeah. bastard stuff. Like, but there was a, there was a couple of sea turtles, and I just put a grenade beneath them. And just watch them both going opposite directions. <laughs> and, and I thought I've got to put that on yeah. somewhere. Someone needs to see that. It's it's become more important than I thought it would be. To be honest, as well, like mm. it is so nice to be able to just go. Oh yeah, that's really cool. I want to I want to show uh, like Jim what I just did to this fucking sea turtle. Yeah, um, <laughs> yeah. Oh, that sounds so much worse. The way you put it. It's fine. Don't think about it too much. But yeah, that, that, that's no, don't worry me. about it. That's yeah, I, I think um, seen lots of people get into streaming as well who who wouldn't necessarily have done it before because mm. it, it would have been a bit of a bollock to do that before. Yeah. yeah, because it's all built into the console. You've mm. seen a lot more of that stuff well, happen. That's yeah, can you imagine cool. trying to set up a stream before? Like obviously, you, you guys do it, but for anyone at yeah. home, all the yeah. shit they need to get in before just pressing a button now. Oh yeah, totally. Some I mean, old I mean, men again, Jesus. I like you know, I mean, I I, would, I wouldn't just wouldn't have had the equipment yeah, to do. But it that before. is yeah. that is like some these are some of the major ways that. Like gaming is changing, like yeah. the, the 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 ease in which you can create video stuff or streaming straight away. Mm. Um, even if you you know, yeah. even if you're just doing it to show, like, just so you can chat with your friends whilst you're yeah. playing it, which is totally a yeah. thing you can do. Mm. It's great that it's become much more of a shared experience, the, but in a way that multiplayer itself doesn't really allow for. Yeah. You've seen that Steam yeah. is uh, is has introduced its own little version of this, where you can yeah. stream and, and people mm. like. You can, you can limit it to people on your friends list so they can oh, watch right. whilst you're playing. Mm. That's quite cool. It's not they're not trying to compete with Twitch. It's not going to be something that you can uh, monetize. And I don't 
I think there's some kind of rules on, on exactly what you can use on there. But it's that kind of that kind of idea. That is where a lot of this stuff's going. Mm. Yeah, that's and quite cool. It's nice. Yeah. It's just nice. Um, one of the, one of the highlights for for me this year was actually playing some of the games that remember the the Kickstarter craze back in 2012 mm. um, when that when that was a thing that everyone was excited about before. We, we eventually reached that point, maybe last year or earlier this year, where, um, where people have just almost got tired of Kickstarter yeah. campaigns. They've like, run out of money. It's, Spent it all on the first two. And, and like, when Kickstarter like, re- first really started building momentum, um, you know, the big examples very easily got coverage yeah. from, from the media and you'd, you'd see a lot of people talking about it. It, it feels like that's becoming much more of a struggle now. Mm. But back in 2012, yeah. it, was a, it was a thing that... Could to- you could totally do, and in fact, mm. you'd, you'd like um, a couple of the games that I've played this year that have finally been released, like the Banner Saga mm. uh, back in January. I can't remember January. Asked, <laughs> asked for a hundred thousand dollars, right? A lot of money, like, and you know, it's it's a gorgeous looking game. But if if I can see that trying to get funded today and reaching that hundred thousand dollar mark might even be a challenge. They ended up on seven hundred twenty thousand yeah. dollars they a lot which of is one, they quite a bit blew more. it out of the water they blew their figures out the yeah. water didn't they yeah, yeah. and the, the other one that was re- so that was released finally in january this year mm. so, uh, xenonauts came out towards the middle of the year and that i think did three times its original uh, kickstarter kind of goal and yeah it's been nice to actually play those games and like finally mm. you know it's been a couple of years yeah. uh, but Two of my favorite games of this yeah, year. Banner Saga. I've started playing that recently. When you started talking about it, yeah. really I mean, good. Part of the uh, like, so, I, I don't really know what all the stretch goals were. I, I'm, I'm sure it's, it's the, the, the Kickstarter page looks quite detailed. I'm sure you can find out exactly where various chunks yeah. of that money went. But some of it, at least, has gone to. There's definitely going to be a sequel coming that was announced. Oh, really? uh, This That's month. Cool. That's awesome. There's. It, it's been localized w- with uh, various languages. I think there's an Icelandic version, which is really cool. Oh, nice. And uh, it's come to a bunch of different uh, platforms, so you can play it on uh, iOS now. Yeah. Well, at least iPad, maybe not phones. Mm. Um, but yeah, they, those, I might get that on iPad. The Banner Saga mm. and Xenonauts both would have really struggled without crowdfunding. Yeah. And it's been nice to see them come out and yeah become two of my favorite games of the year. Like Xenonauts, if you don't know it, is um, a reimagining of the first XCOM, the original XCOM, um, the enemy unknown, um, and yeah, it's it's been really good. That, that was a game that I never played. I just you know I didn't didn't have the, the system for it then, and probably mm. didn't have the, the patience for it either. I was quite young, um, but it's like a slightly prettier version, slightly less fiddly version of that original game, but still very true to what that original was, mm. which is great yeah. to be able to play now. Absolutely um, wonderful. Yeah. Um, Chaos Reborn as well. Chaos Reborn. Uh, I mean, didn't, so didn't smash its Kickstarter target. See, yeah, but, that, that, was, that was much later, uh, wasn't much it? Much later on, yeah. But um, again, another like, great thing that's coming yeah. out. And as well, like uh, all three of us sitting in this room um, have got into Chaos Reborn. Yeah. yeah. Um, and uh, we've been playing it on lunch breaks and stuff. And uh, Sometimes past the lunch If breaks. you can get on that. So that's a weird crossover, isn't it? Because like, so Chaos Reborn <clears throat> is from Julian Gollop, the, the guy that made that original XCOM. Mm. And he... Like he did beat his uh, his Kickstarter goal, but not by a huge amount. Mm. Yet someone doing a reimagining of his own game like, yeah. got three times its amount. I, I wonder. You know what? If Julian Gollop had been one of the first Kickstarter projects and people yeah. were throwing that name around, mm. um, I, I guy should be more of a celebrity. By the way, <laughs> I don't like that Peter, Mol- <laughs> Peter Molyneux gets all the fucking love for being. You know, like when when he's working on a game, it's Peter Molyneux's game, and everyone like eventually gets a bit disappointed about that but like, <laughs> is excited that it's Peter Molyneux and he talks really well about these things and he, he kind of builds up that hype I was about to say by... but Peter Molyneux is very front facing isn't he whereas Julie, Gollop does Julie he speak Gollop, a lot he, so he, he did actually for the uh, the Kickstarter video but I think he's, he's more of a reserved guy mm. um, yeah I was about to say Molyneux always at events he's always Julie, talking people should hear that Julian Mo- Molyneux is this sort of real. Molyneux is that really rare breed of rock star game dev though isn't he mm. I said this about Bithel the other day like <laughs> I referred to Bithel as a rock star game dev mm. and someone in the room was immediately like what did he work in Grand Theft Auto and I was like for fuck's <laughs> sake no <laughs> but I'm, um, t- I'm telling you Julian yeah. Gollop deserves to be a rock star mm. or a rock star yeah. game dev either yeah. Yeah. that yeah. game like you say is very early and it's been released in early mm. access you said it made its 
it's Kickstarter goal, but not by much. Mm-hmm. And the game at the minute looks very polished. Yeah, you know, and it's not due out for another like, six, so seven th- months. So that is also a reimagining OS because um, this. So the original oh. Chaos was a 1985 game on the Spectrum, mm. and it's the exact same mechanics except now it, it's got kind of a free element and it just looks it looks really nice. Mm. You should totally go back and um, there's a free version you can play of Chaos Reborn. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Which is, it, it's like, uh, it's a, you know how all the units in that game have very um, standout colours. Didn't colors. you do something yeah. for the weekend? Yeah, that's it? right. And yeah. you can still play it, by the way, if you, oh, if okay. you, if you're not, if you just want to see what the mechanics are like. Mm. It's basically, the, they're just like the very basic models just as those colours with no real detail. The maps right. don't have much going on. And so... Like the core idea is there, but it certainly helps that there's something nice to look at yeah. when playing it. It's like when I tried playing, like after I previewed Civ Beyond Earth, I went back and I tried playing Alpha Centauri. Yeah. And like looking at that map, it's so hard to decipher what's on it because yep. it's so flat and the colours is horrible. Again, of the time it was probably really nice, but I, going to play it now, you're like, I can't even see what I'm doing. Uh, the games have got quite pretty. I don't know if anyone's noticed, yeah. but it's sort of mm. happened. Uh, but yeah, so the, the, the kind of. I, it's been nice. There have been some Kickstarter examples that haven't been disappointing because you know mm. it's it's always a risk, and 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 yeah. I feel like the kind of enthusiasm for that type of crowdfunding in general has started to. It's definitely past its peak. Yeah. So it's nice to have free, good, uh, strong. I remember a while, um, strategy maybe, games. Maybe. All strategy games, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> My bad. I remember. Uh, I think it might be last year or the year before. Um, Rob Fahey gave a gave a talk in uh, for the Edinburgh Interactive thing. Um, I think uh, touched on crowdfunding and said that <clears throat> he thinks that pretty soon there's going to be um, a Kickstarter reckoning when some of the returns um, from these campaigns are going to start coming yeah. in and yeah. start really disappointing people and that's when the bubble's going to going to burst on it really mm. and that's pretty much happened. Mm. I mean, uh, Broken Age um, was. I mean, I, I think Broken Age is a beautiful game. But so that that received, Broken Age disappointed a lot of people. Yeah, I, th- I feel like it. That so that was one of the real early kind of blow away. And that was the one that there. really kicked it off for yeah. gaming. Yeah, really, and the I think funding thing. That they maybe the disappointment started to creep in when because they ended up asking for another more. stretch goal quite a bit after um, split the game into yeah. two parts. They asked for more money after getting what I mean. What was way it? Ten times what they were way asking for. Like three hundred fifty thousand. I think that's when they got yeah. something like three, like you say, three and a half million, yeah. four million. And people were sort of saying. Quite, I mean, you know, quite reasonably saying, but you know, if if you'd only made your initial, yeah, what yeah. would the game be? What, what what the hell have you done? I mean, all, I mean, obviously, when when you think about it, you know, you know, projects expand to fill their resources, don't they? Yeah. I mean, but that, that's so just with nature, um, but. with the Banner Saga, by the way, I said I, I I maybe was a little bit harsh when I said that I'm not too sure what all the stretch goals were. Like originally, the Banner Saga was going to be made by a three man team, like. Yeah. Mm. It's uh, Stoic is like significantly bigger than that now, right. um, and yeah, so it's. They, as you as you say, they, it, if these larger goals appear, then they they kind of react to that. It's just sometimes a little bit vague and a little bit hard to mm-hmm. grasp. I think you know what I I actually probably don't think Broken Age is as bad as it sounds. I'm mm-hmm. sure like that is a very large team and a very expensive team to to run. Yeah. I'm sure that money was um, you know necessary. It's just I mean, it is a lovely game. It's don't just when you look at it from an outside point of view without understanding how much games. Uh, cost mm. it looks a bit weird and it look it it it's suddenly makes you start questioning the model um mm. which it, yeah and when they release part one and then start you know asking money for well sort of, sort of it was like say that they, they thing, need more it? money to make mm. the second part and um it's sort of the sort of the the, the death knell of the whole crowdfunding yeah game, really almost wasn't it yeah I think, yeah but like, you know that probably was the moment Mm. Where where the some of the enthusiasm started to disappear, and mm. also as you as you said earlier, Brett, you know people, there's only so much kind of spare, yeah. um, you know, income that people are going to be able to put towards crowdfunded things, mm. particularly because it's it's not just yeah. buying a game; it's 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 a totally different concept. It's weird. I, I know people who have who who like have a direct debit going out to six patrons a month and mm. stuff, and I'm just like, there's a cap there, it? isn't there? Yeah. There is a cap because like, I mean, it's it, you know if. If ten fantastic Patreon ideas came out tomorrow, like mm. you, you're not going to fund all of them, no. but it's unlikely because yeah, you're only going to have so much that you can uh, dedicate. Well, the same the exists. I mean, I would love to. I would. I would love to donate to everything I thought was going to be great, but yeah. I, I just literally don't have the money. Mm. Um, 
I mean, I, I don't donate to any Patreons either. I mean, as no. much as I mean, I, I think like a lot of the people I know who are on Patreons have got like serious balls for doing it, and I think it's a, you know it's, it's great for them when it works. But uh, you you are asking a lot of people. You're asking mm. you know, quite a commitment of yep. people there. So. Well, yeah, it's yeah, it's a subscription, it's a and also a subscription model is a like I say a very different thing because it's a different sort of commitment that you're asking for people as well. Mm. And I think it's also a, a bit more flexible as well. Like you can, mm. you know, subscription means that you can, if you don't, if you're not happy with a like uh, something that you received over one month, you stop. Like yeah. it's different. Kickstarter where you put the money up front and then you go, please make a good game. Yeah, I don't fuck it up. But the, the problem is with both models is that every every person who gives money to these people, developers, whoever, they will have their own idea in their head that of what they're paying for, and you're never going to please everyone. So sure. There's yeah. that thing of because they're paying for it early, they feel like they're going to be funding it and therefore they feel they're going to be able to have a say in whatever it is that gets delivered. You may not like what comes out at the end of it, but the difference is when you buy something in store and you don't like it, you haven't paid to make it, you know, you haven't paid to allow it to exist. You've well, yeah, paid, you're, you're going you know, to have things to, to you're going to be able to look at reviews and, and various impressions yeah, exactly. before you make that choice. Yeah, yeah, yeah I get it. I, I, I still like the model. I, you know what? Three of my favourite games, I'm going to say instead of two, three of my favourite games this, this year have come from crowdfunding, so good job. Kickstarter, you're all right sometimes. <laughs> Thanks for making really good strategy games that probably wouldn't exist without it. Speaking like, of. The Banner Saga would not have, have got a publisher to, to back it in the same way. Thing, it couldn't it? work. Do you, do you remember that guy? I can't remember the exact details of it. This is probably going to be very vague, but there was one Kickstarter where... A guy, I think it was for a comic book, and the guy, instead of sending out the stuff that he owed through the Kickstarter, said that he was losing money and just started burning the stuff he was meant to send out. Started, started burning the books that he was supposed to send out to backers and said, I'm not sending out anymore, and just started setting it all alight. This sounds, this sounds like one of those examples where, you know how we talk about if you're going to crowdfund something, you need to trust the person yeah. making it, not just think about the mm. product. Might, might be an example of not yeah. maybe... Uh, but yeah, I really like the Banner Saga and I, I did want to play Senanauts, but it was at the time where I just finished XCOM and I thought, mm. I can't keep yeah. for me, For me, I was about nappers. a year after that. Like I'd, yeah. I'd, I'd... I wonder what all those wallet clips are doing. <laughs> yeah. How many wallet? How many wallets? Like... How many ways can you hold your money? We've redesigned the wallet. It's this bit of solid Ang- aluminum. That Ang- you Ang- fit. Aluminum? What the fuck? Anyway. Oh, no. Haven't you got oh, a, no. Have you got a smartwatch on that you funded on something? I didn't. No, no. I didn't fund it. I waited for it to come out and then I bought it. Again, I, yes. I've never backed anything on Kickstarter. I'd rather pay the extra 30 quid for the final product. That way I know it's out and I know it works. That's fair enough. That's a completely justified approach. Mm. All right. Same thing with uh, Banner Saga as well. Well, we're, uh, we're approaching the hour mark, so let's, let's, is there any, any other kind of standout moments we want to talk about before we, to wrap this up? Did, did, did you like E3, Jim? Was E3 good? Uh, one of my favorite moments of the year E3. was, was um, <laughs> like, the, the conversation we had before we filmed the old uh, video mm. at E3. <laughs> I don't remember that. Just, just like, like I, I'm not sure, I think maybe the, the TAM video was, was a better example, but like, I think you were maybe a little bit nervous about the idea of walking around in a vest. Oh, shit, in my pants. And, and, <laughs> I was like, I look and like I knew, a cock. And I knew you were, and I was like, you know what, it's a completely fair stance, considering what you're about to do, but... If it helps, I'll take my trousers I really need you to do off. this, because we, 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 like, we need to do a video. Yeah. So, that video was amazing. Like, I mean, Chris, well, Chris, well, I, I was like, Chris, I don't think I can do this. I don't, mm. really don't think I can. I hit him across and, the face and, and at and Chris, stage. Chris, right. Chris, Chris was basically like, right, fucking pull your socks up. You ducked. Come on now, sunshine. Um, <laughs> uh, we're here to do a job. Let's get it done. And then we got put it the, done. Put on the vest. So good. Put on the vest. I thought he was about to say, to compensate, Brett has took his trousers off and walked around in just his boxes so that way you two are even. We were in the, we were in the press room when... when you were in the so I mean, everyone's just like, "Hang on, what are they talking? What's about? going on?" Do you remember walking around like, just you know, between bits where we were filming stuff, and we're just and we're not even all that at this point. I'm just like, I just uh, a man in a vest. Hey, that uh, that war that war gaming party sounds good. You know, whatever. Um, I'm just talking generally walking down the corridor and yeah. you hear people walking past going what the fuck is that guy wearing <laughs> oh you can see it in the video some yeah, of the like, oh, i think Jesus. it was that corridor with uh, walking towards the actual the hall itself um there's just people the people look at you as we're walking past it's very rude 
Very weird. <laughs> but, so, the, you know, it's E3. It's full of people wearing no, stupid I, Although, walking outfits. around as, as Tam McLeish, though, and, and it, it, like, this lassie came up to me and she was just like, I love your bathrobe. <laughs> <laughs> like, you, th- you think I'm mental. Yeah. Yeah. Did, did you have to get... Was it the Dragon Age thing that you stood on and tried flogging? Did you have to get no, permission? it was, it was uh, Monster Hunter. Monster oh, Hunter, did you have yeah. to get permission to get up on those? Yes. You, just, you did. We right. asked... Um, and they said and no. We eh? got we, no. We we got permission, but I think only because Gorton wasn't around. The problem. Right. <laughs> the Gorton was away having his lunch, and we were like, "Right, let's do it." The problem, the problem wasn't. I I, I think we either would have had uh, an issue getting permission. It was like well, I, I the think thing, the thing is that that so it was a um, a photo thing. Like people would oh, off, was it? Oh, get on it, hold the sword, and get a photo. Right. We just need and to no tell one, them like we were filming, and yeah. no one told the photographers mm. what we were doing. Right. <laughs> And like, flashes we, going we assumed that everyone knew, and then right. like, I remember just turning around like at the end of it, and they were just like <clears throat> horrified. Yeah, like I think they, they probably have got some photos of you on there. Uh, Absolutely love that video. When I watched three that. for a pound on shite, and then <laughs> I remember like Gordon saw the video afterwards, and I've just got this image of Gordon with like a fucking pasty in his hand, being like, "Who's bastards?" <laughs> Gordon, by the way, is the go off my monster. Capcom community manager. He's the right? Capcom community manager. Mm. He's a very lovely man from Fife in Scotland. Fife. And, uh, Fife's a weird name for a place, isn't it? I it's agree. A, it is a shite house. Um, um, so yeah, <laughs> that, that was that was that was a good moment. Yeah. Uh, E3 was a bit weird, but that, yeah. that was really that, that was the first E3 I'd ever gone to, obviously. And uh, oh, there was loads of standout moments for me. Sitting with Burns because uh, I shared a hotel room with Burns. You all decided that because I I admitted to being a snorer, and apparently Burns is a really I, bad snorer. See, I had never because <laughs> me and Burns went away earlier in the year, and everyone said you're not going to be able to sleep a wink, right? Because I went away with Burns and two of his friends, and everyone said he snores terribly. Me and Burns, I slept in the same room as we all slept in the same room, like set of beds. Burns didn't snore. His two friends snored so loud, and I thought. I've been duped here. I've been sold a liar. He said, look, I may snore a bit. I was like, no, he didn't snore. His other friends, the bed shook. <laughs> yeah, I... But yeah, how bad was he in E3? Uh, E3? Fine. We See got, what I, I mean? See? Well, we've got a recording of it from the year before and it's yeah. like, it's like, I don't know. It's like soaring <laughs> like a, a real like thick log and like that, and that kind of like... Oh, the two man. The, yeah, 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 like yeah. a long saw and like that kind of... Sh- yeah. Oh. But maybe my, my snoring and Burns' snoring just cancelled. Maybe maybe the waveforms just cancelled uh, each other. Yeah, right? yeah. But um, uh, one, I think one, that's one, how one waveforms of, work. One <laughs> of my favorite one of my favorite uh, moments from E3 was just sitting in the hotel. Uh, me on my bed eating a bag of Cheetos. <laughs> Jesus, Jim. <laughs> Fucking Burns on his bed with a copy of GQ and a pair of sandals. And we were both watching a fucking documentary about OJ Simpson <laughs> kicking back with our mountain views and going like, this is the fucking life, in it, Burns? <laughs> yeah, mate. Jesus. That was brilliant. That's oh, that almost awful, being killed by a madman when we went out for McDonald's. That was good as well. What? Yeah. Yeah, it, uh, me, me, Burns and Brett went out for a McDonald's. Yeah, came back to the hotel and there's this fucking crazy guy with a gun. Los Angeles, like, is a really, really fantastic. <laughs> you never told this story. Oh, he was, he was, um, he was shouting military slogans yeah. at people. Los, honestly, LA is a, an amazing example of what happens without properly yeah. funded. Yeah, because uh, I was in LA. Care. I was like in LA this exactly, year as well. Yeah. And it's, 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 it's terrifying. It really is a terrifying yeah. place. LA. Like, if, like you say, any, the contrast yeah. is just. Bonkers. Like, if you know any any British people who who don't who are against the NHS or whatever, against universal healthcare, mm. send them to a shit part of LA for a week yeah, and yeah. see how great it is. When you walk around the streets at night and there's these fucking mental people who should be in care, yeah, exactly, roaming the streets, pointing guns at people. Do you know what's, yeah. what? Like, like Brett was saying though, is how quick it changes. Like, you could be in so-called nice part of LA, mm. and then suddenly you'll turn a corner and you can feel it. You can feel the fact that you hang on a minute. Something's wrong. You can you can totally feel that people yeah. are looking at you thinking they are not supposed to be here. And yeah, I think they know it. And like you uh, say, there are like you say the people who need help, and then you just think, oh, this is America. Yeah. You know, that was a bit of an eye opener. It really was an eye yeah, opener. Yeah, yeah. I loved going to LA, and I'm mean, absolutely glad I've done it and everything. But fuck me, it was an education. Yeah. But anyway, um, yeah, I've had a really good year, Brett. It's, yeah, me so, too. Mm. It's, it's 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 like I say, it's been a strange one. And I think it's maybe been overshadowed by. So, some like awful things going on yeah Ubisoft kind of fucked it didn't it <laughs> um, yeah a combination of a poor Assassin's Creed Unity release yeah. and uh, yeah. death threats to to women speaking about women's issues and games yeah it's, you know you know 
It's been all right. But apart from those awful things, I you I still got your Christmas some, jumper on. There's been still. some nice moments yeah. here and there. Uh, overall, really like video games are still really good. Yeah. And I like them a lot. Mm. And I don't think any of the really negative people from video game are in this room right now. So we can say that. Like without having the tone, nice the tone of the nice second part is going to be very different. Yeah. So I think you won't be able to talk about Chaos Reborn in the second part. Oh no, I, I, I really enjoyed doing that. We should, yeah. we should have a Chaos Reborn podcast. You'll have Burns yeah. sitting over there with his scarf around his face again. And, and my favorite bit of that Toy Box Turbos video is when Burns, uh, you, you know, a man who's nearly thirty, mm. saying out loud. I'm sulking. <laughs> <laughs> just, just in case we hadn't noticed. He also, there was a period of silence when we was all playing it and then he just went, this is penis. <laughs> like just, just a long silence and then just penis out loud. He's like, yeah, like you say, nearly 30. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, uh, we're, we'll, uh, we'll wrap this one up now. I think, uh, yeah, all being well, next week's podcast, which we're also going to record today, mm-hmm. we'll have some other people from Video Gamer in and it will be going up on Christmas Eve. So, yeah. you know, as you get excited Alongside for Christmas Day... some special video content. Christmas content. Mm. Can not say it right, Christmas content. Christmas content. We've said content a lot in this podcast, by the way. Yeah. yeah. started uh, counting halfway through. Probably should be clicking your fingers when you say, like, content. Yeah. It's, it's not a great word, is it? Mm. Um, but yeah, thank, thanks for joining us, guys. Yeah, it's, it's, been, it's been good. It's been, been a nice way to, to wrap up the year. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, if you... Hopefully we'll get it up for next week and there'll be one then. And then after that, I think we've got a week off uh, mm. the podcast because we're not back until... Well, nobody's around to do it, are they? Yeah, no. the week. So Unless it's just you coming into the office on your own, pissed. Just on his, on his phone. <laughs> oh, it's a fucking podcast. With <laughs> <laughs> so, a big tub of melted ice cream on the desk that you then knock really over. Same one, though, same tub. Yeah, yeah same one. Tastes good, melted. <laughs> Listen, all right. Don't. We've had a very nice, positive podcast. <laughs> Don't end it with, with this nonsense here. Okay, now. Right. Okay, so, yeah. Have a nice, have a nice Christmas. Yeah, yeah, have a nice Christmas, guys. Yeah, have a great one. Yeah, we'll see you next week. Bye. Bye. Goodbye.